Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why you can BS a BSer, a library where you can find some of the world's oldest books, and a slug that cuts off its own head when it wants a new body. Let's satisfy some curiosity. There's a saying that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast, but it goes pretty much like this. You can't BS a BSer. It's basically a warning that you can't hoodwink or mislead or deceive someone who is good at doing that to other people. But new research has found that, in fact, you can BS a BSer. And not only that, but regular BS artists are actually more likely to believe BS themselves. Although, it depends on the kind of BS. This hilarious research comes from the University of Waterloo in Canada, and they did it because it's important to understand the reasons why people believe and spread misleading information, because that way maybe we can put a stop to it. So to dig into this question, scientists conducted three studies with more than 800 participants in the U.S. and Canada. And like any good scientists, they separated the BS they studied into categories. There's persuasive BS, which is intended to influence and impress people. And then there's evasive BS, which people use to avoid hurting someone's feelings or to protect their own reputation. Think of a politician being intentionally vague to cover up a mistake. Scientists used the BSing frequency scale. That's a real thing the team published last year. And yes, the actual name of the scale includes the full original explicit term, but this podcast is family friendly. And this scale was designed to assess how often and which brand of BS participants dealt in. Next, they had participants rate how receptive they were to randomly generated sentences filled with deep sounding buzzwords or complex science vocabulary. Stuff like, we are in the midst of a high-frequency blossoming of interconnectedness that will give us access to the quantum soup itself. Participants also rated the accuracy of five real and fake news headlines. Finally, they did some brain teasers and math and vocabulary tests to measure their cognitive ability and intellectual confidence. The team found that those who frequently engaged in persuasive BSing were generally more susceptible to all forms of BS. They were also more likely to mistake superficial depth for actual wisdom. On the other hand, evasive BSers were actually less likely to believe fake news and were better at distinguishing actual profound statements from a bunch of buzzwords strung together. And looking at the cognitive tests, the persuasive BSers were more confident in their performance, even though they didn't score as well. The scientists think that overconfidence is the cause of their quote-unquote BS blind spot. The surveys also showed that these people had less insight into their own thoughts and feelings and behaviors. The team said this shows that persuasive BS takes less analytical thinking than evasive BS does. Now, here's why you should give an S about this. Being able to sniff out fact from fiction is critical these days, especially as falsehoods and inaccuracies have exploded online. 
This work helps us understand how BS spreads. And that could give us some tools to combat the scourge of misinformation. When a museum or library displays something that's several centuries old, the rule is usually look but don't touch. But what if you could touch it? How would it feel to touch the same pages as Shakespeare or the same tablet as a Babylonian merchant? That's not rhetorical. If you visit Toronto, Canada and head to the Thomas Fisher Rare Book Library, you can totally find out. The Thomas Fisher Rare Book Library is situated on the University of Toronto campus, and it makes more than 700,000 rare historic texts completely available to the public on request. From the exterior, the library has an angular, modernist architectural style that was popular in the 1970s. But that's an unexpected match for what lies inside. Centuries of literature. That's centuries of human stories, thoughts, desires, and ideas. Oh, sorry, did I say centuries? Make that millennia. The oldest manuscript is a Babylonian cuneiform tablet dated back to 1789 BCE. The library collection includes the only surviving copies of Shakespeare's first folio, an edition of the first English translation of Machiavelli's political works, and a collection of the works of Lewis Carroll. But there's probably nothing in the library that's more amazing than its various monstrous texts. While 16th century scientists were still wrapping their brains around what this world had to offer, they set to work cataloging zoologies of truly impossible creatures, with some real exotic beasts thrown in for good measure. At Thomas Fisher, you can find books like Aldrovandi's 1642 Monstrorum Historia, which contains full-page illustrations of such beasties as satyrs, elephant-headed men, and surprisingly accurate baboons. Visitors don't get free reign over these priceless pieces, but accessibility is central to the library's mission, obviously without putting the materials at risk. So if you're looking for a place to encounter monsters, magic, and marvels, head to the Thomas Fisher Rare Books Library. Let me know how those ancient pages feel. Of all the body parts you can live without if you absolutely had to, your head is just not one of them. Heads are so important, even zombies can't live without them. And yet, recently, researchers in Japan made an astounding discovery. They found a sea slug that can decapitate itself and survive. And it does, on purpose. Sayaka Mito discovered this phenomenon almost by accident. She was a PhD candidate studying sea slugs when she discovered what she thought was the scene of a grisly marine murder. One of her slugs had lost its head. Literally. While the discovery of a headless slug was mildly shocking, the fact that the head didn't seem to be too bothered by this was even more astounding. The disembodied head was crawling around in the tank as if having lost its body was just a minor inconvenience. After careful examination, Mito discovered that the neck wound was the result of the slug's neck tissue dissolving. Now, that was no surprise. Many species can ditch body parts this way, mostly as a defense mechanism. If you've ever tried to catch a small lizard, you might have ended up with a tail in your hand. And it's not because he ripped it off, it's because the lizard did that, on purpose, to escape. 
These sea slugs are also ditching their bodies on purpose. The head will regrow a new body in a matter of days, with the heart and lungs regenerating in a week, and everything returning to normal three weeks later. I will repeat, everything is back to normal three weeks from being decapitated. Now, the slugs survive decapitation with a little help from their food. The two species in the study feed on algae, which lets the slugs incorporate chloroplasts into their bodies. That allows them to steal algae's photosynthetic superpowers, and that provides the energy needed to survive and regenerate their bodies. Now, at this point, you're probably wondering why the slugs do this. Look, Mom, no body is a fun trick, but the ability probably evolved for a more practical reason. Parasites. Mito believes the slugs ditch their bodies when they become infected, basically opting for a new parasite-free body instead of trying to fight them off. They say you shouldn't cut off your nose to spite your face. Well, I guess these slugs never got that memo. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that you can, in fact, BS some BSers. It's actually pretty easy to BS people who themselves are guilty of a lot of persuasive BS. The kind of stuff where they lie and exaggerate stories to try to influence and impress people. On the other hand, BSers who use evasive BS to avoid hurting someone's feelings or to protect their own reputation are actually better at spotting fake news and BS buzzwords. This feels very relatable. I feel like... Because you're from California. Oh, because I'm from California. <laughs> I mean, partially, yes. Partially, yes. I think uh, I've also had ex-boyfriends. That, that counts as well. I think we all know somebody who, uh, who is both a persuasive BSer and we also know evasive BSers. We also learned that you can find some of the oldest books in the world and actually get your hands on them at the Thomas Fisher Rare Book Library. It's on the campus of the University of Toronto, and it is definitely on my list of post-pandemic destination locations. My wife loves books, so this is like, it's a good place to be. Perfect. And we learned that there's a type of sea slug, these particular ones are in the genus Elysia, that can cut off their own heads when they want a new body. And the head can regrow a new body in just a few weeks. And the slugs probably do it when they get infected with parasites. You know, we've talked on this podcast before about head transplants and how impossible they are for humans. And here you see a slug just doing a head transplant anytime it feels like it. Wild. Just doing it. A super slug. I guess that raises the question. Are slugs time lords? Because they regenerate their bodies? Ah, all I know is that the David Tennant slug was the best time slug. <laughs> Definitely the best. The best time slug. There you go. You heard it here first. Wibbly wobbly sluggy wuggy. <laughs> Today's stories were written by Steffi Drucker, Ruben Westmas, and Cameron Duke and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Reconvene with us for frictionless collaboration and idea sharing tomorrow to absorb a compellingly expanded array of extensible core competencies to maximize ROI by leveraging just a few strategically resource-maximizing and process-centric minutes, seamlessly and synergistically. Did you put that into, like, a BS engine? No, I actually came up with myself. <laughs> wow. 
And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.